Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to episode 99 of the Women's Running Podcast. I am your host, Esther Newman, and Holly Taylor is the other one. In this episode, Holly and I are talking about the night before. We were out last Tuesday at the BSME Talent Awards, in which we had been shortlisted for two awards. We didn't win the one for our podcast, boo, but we did did win the Diversity and Inclusion Award, we got very, very drunk. And we are giddy with our win here, especially as I got to meet my CBB's hero, Dr. Range, who was presenting the awards. Not just meet, hug. We talk about bowl food, and we talk about booze, and we talk about drunken interviews that don't really go to plan. After a little while, we start talking about running, I talk about doing accidental tempo runs and we chat about the companionship of running with people side by side and being able to talk like that rather than having to make eye contact and how that can be so much easier in terms of sharing personal stuff. We talk about the first week or so of my marathon training, which is going quite well, despite my massive hangover, and we discuss Holly having to start thinking about her base half marathon training plan. We also have an email from a listener about a fabulous embarrassing moment that involves actual manure. Please email us with your embarrassing moments and also famous people you might have seen at Parkrun at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk. Speaking of famous people, it's so worth listening in right to the end when Holly tells us about the most famous person she's ever met. Be prepared to be utterly whelmed. I think on reflection, we were still drunk. If you like this podcast, you will love Women's Running Magazine. Right now, it's our summer sale. This means if you become a member of Women's Running Plus right now, you can get your hands on your first issue of Women's Running for just a pound. Holly and I are very excited about this. Get yourself along to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter WR. SS22POD at the checkout, and you can have a shiny new copy of Women's Running for a quid. 
Oh. How are you feeling? Oh, God, I'm really tired. How are you I, feeling? I'm tired. Can you tell that I actually have not properly taken my makeup off? I've still got slightly blue eyes. I can. Oh, God. <laughs> I, You're I such to, a makeup slag. <laughs> I'm such a makeup slag. I, I think I got in at one. Well, I, no, I got in earlier than that, but I went to bed at about one. Oh, my God. I know, because when I came in, I was really overexcited and wanted to show Doug all my pictures of Dr. Range and <laughs> eventually went to bed. Yeah. But there was no time for taking makeup off. And this morning I also woke up and was like, oh, God, I need to get up and get on with work and I haven't got time for yeah. a shower or anything. It was the choice between up early, mm. feel more gross, but have, a have time for a shower or a bit more sleep and not time for a shower so <laughs> I went for that option and that's why I look gross <laughs> you look quite fresh uh I've had a shower I look shite I mean I keep on looking at my photograph there and it's like, oh my god that's really really unpleasant but um so so um I think we, we we've probably started because I think we should just um, I know. Should we just go tell everybody? So we're celebrating it's the day after the uh British Society of Magazine Editors Talent Awards last night, which was in that London. So Holly and I had to It was all quite glam. Haul our cookies from from the West Country. Yeah. <laughs> across to the big smoke. Um you know As you can tell we're very familiar with London. Well we, Esther is. I'm from London, but I still don't know where anything is. I was just I was walking around <laughs> gazing up at uh, skyscrapers like yeah. the, the bumpkin I am, you know, pulling <laughs> pulling the corn out of my teeth and you know yeah. and so on. And so we'll, so we went there and uh, we were nominated for a couple of awards. We were nominated for this podcast, which was rather lovely. Yeah, um, we were we shortlisted, but we did sadly not win for this. Podcast. We did we did not win for this podcast, but there was a really nice mention on because I think there were sort of six or seven podcasts that were shortlisted, and there was a nice thing saying. Um, that the competition for the podcast was very, very close and that they were all winners. And it's like, oh, thanks for that. <sighs> but if we're all winners, can we have a trophy for it, please? Thanks. Yeah. Didn't get a trophy for that. But not the Radio Times, though, were we? The, no, we are not the Radio Times. Got a trophy. Yeah, but they've, <laughs> they've also got Fee Glover. It's like, oh, for God's sake. Um, it was. We did slightly get slightly wobbly lips when we saw the rest of the shortlist and we had yeah. to concede and decide to drink wine and not get too overexcited exactly. but then after doing that and going hey, it is what it is who cares we're not going to win anything but we're going to have a lovely time yeah we were rather surprised and we won so we won hang on a minute i've got the, i've got the little trophy thing here <gasps> to remind holly because we were so pissed when we got it that she might yeah, have what it looked what it like, looked like. <laughs> <laughs> there was much worry that I might have left it there because we were I know fiddly, but I, I so we won an award for uh diversity and inclusion and it's like across the whole women's running brand um not just the podcast so the magazine and the, mm. but they did mention um, the podcast which was lovely they did mention the podcast um, which was lovely but yeah so it was um, it was lovely and it meant so we were in this kind of crowded downstairs very trendy bar um and 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 they they said that we'd won which we couldn't believe so we just sort of screamed at each other yeah. I think I think <laughs> we did <laughs> then we ran up on stage you sensibly cuddled yes. Dr Ranch which I so, think was what we should yeah. have done I just sort of waved at him 
<laughs> it was really weird. I don't know why. I was nervous. What if he didn't want to hug? Yeah. I don't know. I overthought it. I should have just hugged him like he did. So Dr. Ranj, uh, for those <laughs> who don't know who Dr. Ranj is, and it, there can't be anyone who doesn't know who Dr. No, Ranj is. On. I feel like I'm saying, does anyone not know who the Queen is? Dr. Ranj, <laughs> <laughs> I know very, very well from CBBS because mm-hmm. um, when the kids were really little, they used to watch a program called Get Well Soon, and it was presented by Dr. Ranj and a bunch of Muppets. I mean, I, and I'm not being derogatory, it was actually... <laughs> A bunch Mum, of Muppets. Muppets. <laughs> Muppet <laughs> children. <laughs> and he would he would variously describe to the, you know, they they would sort of come to him and, and say, Oh, my knee hurts and he'd sort of explain what what the ailment might be. And in fact, I'm pretty sure I the last time that I saw him on TV, he was explaining to a little purple girl Muppet what a UTI was. Um I know. Oh, I the know. people's prince. <laughs> So we, we love him. Love him. <laughs> so, when it, so Holly told me it was Dr. Ranch presenting, and I was like, no, because I'd seen you, the invite. I like, and I just had Dr. Ranch, though. It can't be the Dr. Ranch. No, I was like, no, never. And then Holly came, and it was like, oh my God, it's actual Dr. Oh, Ranch. Lovely teeth. Lovely teeth. Lovely eyebrows. Wonderful eyebrows. And he was he was absolutely lovely to us as well. Like oh, he, he was so lovely. And he he kind of when he was um talking about the award before we knew we'd won the award, he was he he was talking about how meaningful it was as an award. And then the preamble for us, because I'd kind of silenced out all the rest of the um shortlist, I didn't think that was anything to do with us. Um, no. You know, when he started saying, oh, this this kind of uh, women's team, or I think he said. And because I we was like, were, well, you know, that's no. that's another one for glamour. Yeah, so, I yeah, wasn't really it, thinking about it. No, nor was I. So glamour is in front of us. We had stylist behind us and there's Grazia to one side. So we we knew that there were lots of women's teams. Yeah. Um, and they all looked gorgeous and glam oh and they God, had huge they? teams and they do amazing work. Yeah, there was a little bit of of tiny bit of vindication when it was me and Esther. Well, it was our whole lovely team. It was our whole lovely team. Um, yeah. but it was just Esther and I who went. Um, oh my god! It was just love it was lovely. <laughs> we do love an either, and it was so nice because I was um, I was spoken to afterwards by um one of the judges, and he was just saying how much he loved the podcast, and but and he was kind of talking about it in the same breath as as the one I think it was was it which that one? No, it wasn't. You said what, it was what Radio one? Times. Radio Times one. Boo! Um, no, boo. no, we, boo. we don't do. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't. I'm boo. sure they're lovely, but, but I'm sure they're wonderful. Yeah. Feet. yeah, that's right. Um. <laughs> And he was just, he was talking about us in the same breath as all these other podcasts. And um, I said, oh, that's really, really kind. But it is just Holly and me just wanging on about stuff. And he was like, yeah, yeah, no, it's really good. He said, I listen to it and I'm not target demographic. I was like, no, you're not. It's It's nice, isn't it? I love that. I love that. I did feel for them a bit because they said, to judge they had to listen to three episodes. (gasps) Yeah, I know. Yeah, and some of these podcasts are like 20 minute, half an hour episodes mm. I did feel for the judge who had to listen to three and a half hours of us yeah. chatting shit <laughs> maybe that's why we didn't win maybe oh yeah probably that is it but maybe it was just the, the sight ho- of us exactly or the sound of us but the sound it, of us. they um 
it was all just it was such a lovely evening we had there was lots of um free gin and tonics and free whiskey something or other old fashions free old fashions that yeah I will say, despite it being a lovely evening, it was a lovely evening. The old fashions were whiskey with orange peel in. Yeah. They were so strong. <laughs> I, know. I couldn't finish mine like a child. I was well. No, I didn't have one. On I was too like scared. I had 70s. a sip of yours, or maybe I, yeah. maybe I just had a sniff of yours, and then I lost <laughs> all of my nose hairs tragically. <laughs> so I yeah. think I don't think I had yeah. one. Oh. We we were very jolly with lots of we wine were. and the odd gin and tonic, but we yeah. generally were actually quite well behaved, weren't we? Most we excitingly, were. we yes. had there was a um well, first of all, it was bowl <laughs> food. And I'd like to discuss that with you first. What did you think about bowl food? I was a bit um I it was very, very tasty. It was very tasty. I think I think the issue with bowl food, and basically what they're talking about is big. Yeah, I'd never heard of. I had to. I looked up bowl food on the train on the way down. <laughs> I think the issue with bowl food is, essentially, it is you're either going to have because it because it's basically substantial canapes. That's basically mm. what you got going on there, haven't you? Um, and you're either going to have not enough food or you're going to have too much. Yeah. And, and it, it can go either way. And that's the issue there, I think. So yes. I think I had too much because I think we had, what was it? What did we start? We started with something quite nice and smallish. Oh, it was an arancini ball that was oh the most God. delicious arancini ball I've ever eaten in my whole entire life. It was like <gasps> a really nice mini Kiev, but without the chicken bit. And yeah. That, that, I think that's doing it a disservice because it was obviously orangey. It, so it had that kind of garlicky thing on it. Anyway, it's lovely. Oh, it was amazing. But they didn't that bring nice. that round enough quite, did they? Because we had that. Yeah. They were yeah. bringing around some prawns as well. Yeah. Um, and they were bringing around some little veggie burgers. And the veggie oh, they burgers were lush. delicious. Yeah, but very nice. You don't eat huge amounts of meat. Do you eat fish? No. I don't know I do. about that. About I do you. eat fish. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, but then there was fish and chips, wasn't there, in the little yeah, cones? there was. And I must admit, <gasps> confession on the podcast right now, I've been vegetarian for, uh, I think I, I think six or seven years now. I had three of those. Three, three cones of the fish and chips. And what I love about it, I was just telling, I was talking to Dave about it just earlier on today, and I was saying... <laughs> That at some point I was having what I think was quite a serious and sensible conversation with someone, with yeah. a third party. And you were just shouting at me from one side of the room saying, first time in four years. And I was like, I, could, I had no idea what you were talking about at all. It could have been anything, literally anything. But it turns out it was eating fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so good. I really have to, I, I was telling Doug about it. it. I said it into the darkness last night when we went to bed because <laughs> I was too embarrassed. I was like, I shouldn't tell him. I shouldn't tell him. Um, and then, and then we, we, as we were lying in bed and, you know, it was, it was pitch black. I finally felt brave enough when I couldn't see his face to admit. And I just went, Doug, I, I ate fish tonight. What did he say? He went, he didn't give a flying fuck. He went, oh, really? And I went, yeah. And I have to admit, 
I don't know what we've been we've really been missing out it was it was so worth it and then he was like oh and had a laugh and didn't didn't judge me well I don't know maybe I didn't see his face maybe he was he was very cross but um yeah I I I I am quite pleased that I had three cones of that fish and chips it was amazing that was was the bowl food so there were canapes and that was the arancini I don't know why I'm obsessed with this but I'm very (laughs) obsessed with working out what what was meant to be what the canapes were the arancini balls oh there was tomato mozzarella as well wasn't there that was bowl food yeah that was definitely in a bowl yeah 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 I yeah. had never heard of bowl food and I think I love it. <laughs> I, I, I've changed. I'm on an absolute roller coaster today, aren't I? I'm yeah, slightly hungover. But I felt like to start with, when I saw it was bowl food, I was absolutely gutted and I started Googling where the nearest place to get a burrito was. And we were making a secret plan to get food on the way home. And then, because I thought the canapes were the bowl food. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I've had one arancini ball mm. and a burger the size of. Uh, yeah, fifty two pieces. Yeah, yeah honestly. Small, yeah. Um, a nano burger. Yeah. And um but then the bowl food came out and it was insane. I had a whole bowl of that t- <laughs> that tomato and mozzarella thing, three cones of fish and chips. And I wasn't gonna quite sink to this this level with my morals, but they were bringing around some kind of a steak thing that looked amazing. Did you have I that? did not see that. Oh my gosh, it looked really good. I wish you'd had it so you, I could live vicariously through you because oh, it looked amazing. Butter. No, I had two cones of fish and chips. Um, and we also made, because we, we were only supposed to get like one, I think it was like one kind of uh, drink or, uh, as we came in. And it was either the oh, whiskey yeah. thing or a gin and tonic. But I definitely had about four. I know. Didn't I we, don't know whether we were being naughty or whether no, they, they kept on bringing had, them around. They didn't care. <laughs> no. But yeah, it did say on the invitation, one drink and then <laughs> you have to get your own. Yeah. But, we had, I mean, I we, had at least three glasses of wine. Yeah, I a had gin a gin and tonic. Many, many gins <laughs> I had. <laughs> it was great. And we were also with um, a couple of colleagues, one of whom, when I was on the train on the way down with her, she, one of whom, sorry. <laughs> one of whom. <laughs> that was a bit weird. She pulled out um, little gins and tins. So I I did have a gin and tin on the way as well. It was just all a joy. It was a joyous <laughs> evening. We had the it best time. It was very funny. Yeah. We also, um, which I think you were going to say a minute ago. Um, so they had um, a few things to kind of keep us entertained. Um, oh, yeah. Us publishing types. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is the best bit. Yeah. So so one thing was a magician that we entirely missed, I think. One oh, thing, I didn't even clock the magician. No. Nor did I. Um, one thing was a photo booth of which we have several photographs of yeah. ourselves looking very silly. Yeah. Um, doing the kind of classic... Um, I've got them right in Charlie's front of Angels me poses. Right now. Yeah, I've got them Have behind me. Yeah. yeah, they're absolutely brilliant. Um, <laughs> and the third thing was that they had um, an incredible woman who was illustrating us. Um, I've never or, seen anything like on request. It. So, and she was doing sort of basically like fashion illustrations of us. And and I was just like, oh no, I'm not going to do this sort of thing. And then I was at the bar getting a drink, as you were. Mm. And there was a woman next to me who was wearing a very lovely red dress and she just had her illustration done. And I said, oh, can I see that, please? Which is not like me. This mm-hmm. is, I would never do this. But yeah, you were, had to I thought this. you were so brave last night. You were speaking to so many people. I was actually talking to people. Mm-hmm. And she showed me her illustration and it looked like a 1950s fashion model plate. It looked 
Vogue-esque, didn't yeah, it? It yeah. was amazing. So I was like, fine, sign me up. And so me, Holly, and lovely Molly from Simply Vegan mm-hmm. all got our illustrations done and they looked amazing they they? looked amazing (laughs) we were really feeling ourselves (laughs) we were like yes we look just like this fashion drawing Molly gave me the confidence did you have the same thing where I was just going to kind of go in there and stand like a sack of potatoes but then Molly pulled this pose and she just looked so sort of fierce and and yeah. so we, we just kind of went for it and the woman did say she was like I love your group I love your whole attitude (laughs) did did I tell you that (laughs) it's basically Molly's attitude isn't it I think Molly was leading the way she was the Cameron Diaz (laughs) if you will of the Charlie's Angels totally was yeah but I'm just gonna say I'm gonna shout her out because I I forgot I took one of her cards oh yeah so entirely unrelated and yeah and you know has absolutely nothing to do with running but women supporting women Jacqueline Bissett, that was her name. And it's just at Jacqueline Bissett on B I S S E T T. I'm going to follow her. Follow her on socials because she was amazing. And I'm slightly embarrassed that I just fangirled over her on the podcast that's got nothing to do with (laughs) illustration, but she was great. it's okay. The podcast has got nothing to do with late night drinking in that London either, but we've done no, that. So we've, we've done, done that, that for the past quarter of an hour. No. So, um, and then anyway, we had to get the was. train home. We, we were did. very jolly. We were. Molly at that point was just fully had let loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I she was hiding in a mummy. She, she kept, kept going, calling you mummy. I know. It was awful. It was I, all hilarious. Can, if, if anyone out there has listened to more than one episode of this and knows quite how massively uptight I am if you can imagine <laughs> me on a train mm. next to a very loud Molly mm. who kept on she wasn't just saying mummy she was saying mama mama <gasps> oh yeah that was it oh my gosh that was one of my highlights Esther was so uncomfortable oh and, my god and I there just was a hit. On our road, you remember? And she, <gasps> yes. she, she had to move. She moved away. She moved. I was, I was yeah. deeply uncomfortable with all of that. And, and, and part of our winnings, along with our lovely trophy, was a bottle of a very nice bottle of English sparkling wine, which Molly yes. was quite keen to open. But I just put them. I put the motherly kibosh and went. I think we'll have this at another point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you did that. I was quite tempted to drink it on the way home, and mm. then actually, it would have a tipped us over the edge. Yes, and it would B, have been. Yeah. I'm going to tell everybody now because I think we should. I don't know which order these episodes are going to come out in. Oh, you're yeah, looking worried at me. No, I'm not looking worried. Oh, okay, no. cool, cool, cool. I'm going to yeah. tell everyone then. So, this yeah. is episode 99. It is episode 99. Episode 100. We are going to try and get together and do an in person plonk cast for yes. our 100th episode. Um, so, that's what we're going to save it for. And we thank you to them. all of the lovely, lovely listeners and readers and contributors in various ways emails writing into the mag people who have read our stuff online or follow us on socials thank you so much for supporting women's running so that we can you know get free bottles of champagne and piss about and <laughs> it's so I, I it's it's amazing and i love you all thank you for um yeah for helping us do what we love to do yeah oh yeah i think that was very beautifully put was Holly. that okay Okay. Yeah. 
Let's go. Yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Letting us piss about. Yeah, oh, I, mean, I just remembered something. Sorry. I just no. remembered something more about last night. And then yeah. we will stop doing... This is like, like you've come into Esther and my uni room in the morning after a <laughs> after a night out in Freshers Week or something or giving you the debrief but um I just remembered that there was an interview <gasps> oh god we really 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 cocked it up we really, really cocked it up it was mortifying <laughs> I really hope it we never ever surfaces so no. do I so do oh, I oh god because we were really drunk and obviously they were asking us not like you know we were we were sensible but yeah. we were a bit tipsy out of nerves and excitement and not in we had no idea this was going to happen they suddenly swooped us up after we won and they took a picture of us in front of a big old thing with our awards which I don't haven't seen that either could be awful oh that's gonna be dreadful isn't it and then they said come on it's time for an interview and we were like what the fuck yeah and this guy was asking us I mean, really important and well-meaning questions about diversity and inclusion yeah. and in the running industry. I, and I in... think you did quite well, actually. But I remember oh, at one you? point... I they, thought you yeah. did well and I didn't do no, well. I don't, no, I don't think I did. But yeah, you're right. It was these kind of quite big questions. Big and I remember, questions. I remember at one point saying, yes, yes, we do that or something like that. It was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just... We were, oh. we were not in the right headspace. We were riding a bit high off, off of winning the award. Yeah. Um, we were hugging yes, Dr. Range. Yeah. We've been Dr. Ranged. We mm. were several <laughs> several glasses down, and then he sort of said, um, you know, tell us why you think you kind of stand out as front as as front yeah. runners or leaders in kind of promoting diversity and and, oh, uh, and whatever it was I said was white women slightly piddled I, I just I was like oh no I know I know it was massive cringe and I don't it think I said cringe. because everyone else is a bit shit but I could well have said something like I, that I nearly I said that I was like oh. I mean everyone else does. and then I managed to slightly correct myself and was like the other brilliant shortlisters um did- <laughs> oh god oh, oh. but that oh, was well. the lovely anyway. thing to be fair was that yep although all the other shortlisters did brilliant brilliant things and it's all important work um I think that was what we did end up landing on as the thing in that interview though I think he had to really lead us to water there (laughs) in saying that we haven't done one potentially sort of tokenistic campaign or something that the that women's running itself the brand is a campaign really and you know supporting women and particularly you know, intersectionally and making sure that we're uplifting all women yeah. is, is you know, a big deal to us. You did talk about trans women a bit. We definitely said some good stuff. Yeah, but again, I think he mentioned that. And and I I just, I really <laughs> I cocked up know. on levels. But you know what I thought was really interesting? So I don't know if I said that at the time, but I was, I was thinking about it this morning. It was because I was looking at the cover of the magazine uh, a couple of days ago. And it meant that I was looking at our <clears throat> um, past, past issues and I was just scrolling through all of our past covers and having a look at them all and um just reminding myself of who we've had on there and um it, it there is there is massive embarrassment there because I mean happily it's before our time but mm. like so so we took on like Anthem Publishing took on the brand sort of three and a half years ago probably almost four years ago now um and so it's prior to then happily mm. prior to then so prior to us having any involvement with it whatsoever um 
but it is a whitewash on the cover. Yeah. Um, so that's that's quite shameful, really, particularly in in you know if you're thinking that was like 2017, 2016. We're not talking like 1962 here. So it's kind of there's there's still like so much work to be done if if what we're I doing know. is in such recent history. But, um, yeah, for sure. Um, but, but to give you your dues as editor and the women who you know the women who really are you know black women talking about how they felt sort of overlooked or lost within the the running community before mm-hmm. um i think having sabrina on the cover this <coughs> month and she is as always eloquent and lovely and amazing um mm. yeah go and read it if you would like to know basically what we've been banging on about for the last <laughs> 10 minutes or so <laughs> yeah it's all it's been yeah. a bit of a foray into the publishing industry this po- this podcast hasn't it oh it has a bit hasn't it yeah, yeah i hope you've all found that interesting oh god sorry <laughs> if it's not sorry if it's not look we will we will we will talk about running right at mm. some point in fact let's talk yeah. about running yeah, but you know, because I told you last night after several wines that I haven't, I have not run since we last recorded the podcast. And <gasps> here is my excuse ready. I'm laying it on thick. Let's do it. I went on holiday she to Pembrokeshire and it was lovely. And I probably could have run, to be honest. But no, I didn't you can't take... run in Pembrokeshire. It's, it's not allowed no, there. It's yeah. not allowed, actually. Yeah, no. it's, it's illegal. Um, I did have one moment actually of thinking because I must admit I totally switched off from the world and I I didn't think about anything I had a full holiday I drank wine every night I watched Glastonbury and we pretended we were there we played board games I went swimming in a lagoon (laughs) which was great oh my god that sounds amazing I saw dolphins no dolphins in Wales (laughs) Oh my god! It was incredible. It was amazing. So I did have the most amazing time, and most of the time I did not think about running or missing running. But Mm -hmm. I did have one day where we did a coastal walk, a bit of the Pembrokeshire coastal path, which is just beautiful. And um, I did think, how fun would it be to run this? And I was wearing the hokers. Could have given it a little go, but I didn't. I, I love the fact that you're you're celebrating the fact that at some point during your holiday you I you thought, thought I could run if I could be asked right now. <laughs> oh, and that is why we love you. Oh, well, I'm not surprised. That's relatable content. But... <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It totally is, isn't it? But tell me about you, as I'm sure you've done much more. I've done. I have done some running. I have. Um, mm. Uh, so I went for a run this morning, actually. You are just know, amazing. Bitch, right? <laughs> yeah, what a bitch, to be fair, actually. That was my natural reaction there. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you stick to the natural reactions. I did, as you I was were running... quite good, though. I think you, 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 were, you really managed to, to sober up and on the train journey home, you, you were quite sensible. That's because I was mortified because yeah, Molly, Molly was calling, calling me mama. mama. Yeah. <clears throat> like so, a uh, little bird. Oh God, it was awful. Um, yeah, so I, uh, yeah, I went for a run this morning, and I have to admit, it was very, very hard. It was, oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, and and as I was running, I was thinking, why is this quite so? Oh yeah, it's oh, hard yeah. because I've got like a liter of gin sloshing around in my liver. Yeah. 
Um, Sloshing was exactly what I was imagining as well. Very, very unpleasant. And three Um, cones of fish and chips as the fuel. That's yeah, exactly. It's not. It wasn't. That's probably not to be sniffed. Maybe that's quite good. Don't know. Lots of carbs. Um, But yeah, so I did. I did a bit of a sort of a tempo. My 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 version of a tempo, which is only the bit that's on the canal path. So it's about Mm. a mile and a half of it. I go faster than I would normally run. And then for all the way back, which is another mile and a half, um, I go much, much slower. Cause, I mean, it's, apart from anything else, it's sort of lumpy fields and rabbit holes. Yeah. So I, I don't want to run faster. And, and yeah, it was, it was super, super hard. But I did, I made some notes because I have been doing some, I've had some, I've had some running success or at least some running kind of eye-opening moments, really. Mm-hmm. So I think the last time we spoke, I'd done a 10 miler and I'd, absolutely fucking hated it i think i'd done it on a yeah. friday morning and it was horrible um however um i've been very grown up and it was uh that 10 miles that i did it turns out it transpires was the day before i got my period there you um, go there we go so that did not help okay. also i looked on my i'm trying to think what this would have been i looked on garmin connect and I don't really check back on it very often. And I had a look and I realized that even though I tend to set out to run most of my runs at roughly the same pace, which I know you shouldn't do, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I mean, basically that's what I do. Um, it, it had marked down two runs as being tempo runs. And one of them had been that 10 miler. <gasps> so really? yeah, unbeknown to me, um, because I'm stupid and I didn't check my pace, I was running it faster than I would run a long run. Mm-hmm. And so the, the the distance of it and the pace that I was running it at was considered tempo. And it was like, oh, so that's why God, I found is, it hard. Yeah, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> coming on your period plus accidentally pegging it. Yeah, yes, yeah. accidentally pegging it. Exactly accidentally pegging it. But yeah. I, do, I do feel that, I feel your pain with that feeling of like when a run is tough. Mm. I haven't had one for a while that's been like horrid because I've been going quite gently and plodding. But the last one I can think of was like a 10K I did a while ago and it was so horrid. And I was like just the internal battle of do I really push and go faster and faster because I just so want to get this over with and get home Mm. or do I commit to a painful plod? That might be then less painful later, but yeah. it's just when yeah, I do I do feel your pain when it's not the when it's not the one. Yeah, it, it's just awful. Um, and my kind of like in a competitive streak, which tends not to be against other people, but definitely myself. Mm. Um, that that comes into being, which would, and I found that you know I found it really interesting. Like um, in the past few weeks, because I've been doing some running with other people mm. um which is very odd for me because yeah. that's not something I like to but do. But you have I think last time we spoke you said you'd been quite enjoying a bit of that. Oh I I, I absolutely love it. Absolutely mm. love it. And um in fact I've just been writing about it because I um to put into the magazine because it's like it's been a, a a massive eye opener for me like the but both of the kind of so I kind I run now with two women mostly sometimes together um, sometimes one, sometimes the other, and they're very, very different runners. One's very new, mm. one's experienced, and so the running that I do with them both is is different and, and in length and and kind of speed and stuff. 
but I have noticed, especially like with the more experienced runner, there are times when she just stops running. Like if, it, if it's just getting a bit too hilly or whatever, and she just stops and she walks and there's no mention of it. We don't talk about the fact that our running has stopped to a walking pace or slow to a walking pace. We just walk for a bit and then we run mm-hmm. again. And it's not something I would ever do. So yeah. on my own, I would just keep going no matter how painful. And that has, and that's just one thing that like one kind of little gift that this running has given me which oh, is I like, love that all running <clears throat> running doesn't have to be painful all the time you know so it can be you know and the run that I do with her particularly is very very picturesque it's a really yeah. beautiful run um and uh and to walk parts of it is nice because I mean a because we're doing sort of fields and stuff it's kind of it's just a bit more um it yeah. means that you know you, you you can be a bit more sure of your footing and things like that um, but it means you can sort of look up and and enjoy Look what up you're from seeing. your knees, my dad would yes, say. Yes, look up from yeah. your knees. Up from your knees. <clears throat> and it's just, you know, the other thing that it's given me, sorry, I keep, I keep on kind of clearing my throat at the moment, but I think this is what I get with a hangover. <clears throat> I know, I'm a bit nervous. Um, I hope I haven't made you ill. Do you see oh, no, no, no. text no, this morning? Yeah, hopefully yeah, I haven't moved. I'll be fine. Okay. Um, but the other thing that it's really, really given me is the opportunity to talk about stuff side by side rather than face to face I'm terrible mm. with eye contact anyway and I find talking for talking's sake uncomfortable yeah if we're running and you're not having to look at someone in the eye when you're running we can talk about anything so we've talked about so much stuff and we're not like close friends not close close friends but we've just talked about loads and loads and loads of stuff that you just wouldn't that is such a lovely and clever observation that's so true that it is really difficult to talk about things when you're looking somebody in the eye sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. And like, have you seen Sex Education on Netflix? Oh, only one episode. There's a, there's a bit um, in a later series where they're trying to have a difficult conversation mm. and it's with the lovely guy who is a bully to start with and then he ends up being lovely and yeah. he really struggles with all of that and they sit back to back and have the chat and it made me a bit weepy when that uh, happened yeah. and I that just reminded me of that then that I thought that's so true it's the same yeah. thing when you're running next to someone isn't it where if you if you're if you're the kind of person that does really struggle to find it really uncomfortable or or not natural to have to sort mm. of talk about things looking directly in someone's eyes and you're worried about how you're being perceived or you're worried about what they're going to say or that that running next to somebody and not have, just being able to talk. It's like being in the car as well. I was about to say it's like, but yeah, me and yeah. Dave have our best arguments in the car. and you, you, you can, can just, just re- say <laughs> what you feel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and we we definitely talk much. Well, I talk more. I think he because he tends. To, if we're doing a very long journey, it's him that's driving mostly. Because um, I'm a bit of a I'm a bit wet when it comes to mm-hmm. driving long distances. But um, but yeah, you do you do. It's a way in which you can just be a bit more honest. I think. Yeah. If you don't, if you find kind of eye contact uncomfortable, which I do a bit, mm. <clears throat> she says, looking wildly around the screen, trying not to look into my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Holly, let's talk about Patreon because let's. we're on Patreon. <laughs> we are yeah. indeed. After much discussion about its pronunciation, we've settled on yeah. Patreon and we'd love you to join us there. We would. We would. We and how much does it cost? How much does it cost? So it can literally be as little as £2 a month. Um, £2. And we're not even just going to uh, give you our undying love, which is a given, no. of course. Yes. 
you're yes. also going to receive a special workout PDF with yep. all sorts of helpful tips and tricks for your next workout on there. Um, if you want to join us for £6 a month, um, which obviously is a little bit more, you'd still get the same, the undying love, maybe even a little bit more of it. Plus, I think a bit PDF. more love, yeah. And you can also send us a question and be guaranteed that we are going to chat about it on the pod. You we know promise. that we, we love promise. chatting about things anyway, but we promise this time we, for, yeah. the, for the six pounds a month, it'll definitely be on there. <laughs> yeah. um, and if and you the- join us for fifteen pounds a month, which we would be there, you're receiving proper top tier undying love. Yeah, oh yeah. That's, um, then that's proper proper agape love for fifteen pounds. Proper month, right? agape love, as discussed. Yes. Uh, then uh, <laughs> you will also receive. Um, a subscription to the digital edition of Women's Running, which we can attest is it's bloody amazing. fab and it's so yeah. useful. So you can read the mag straight from your phone month. every month. Every single yeah. month. Every single month. Every single month. So, so it's definitely worth that tiny, tiny investment for this amazing podcast where like sometimes, sometimes we talk about running, right? Very occasionally. <laughs> oh, I'm a bit of a sucker for eye contact. I think I... Just will gormlessly stare at anybody who'll have me. <laughs> and they're just me rudely just looking anywhere but No though, but, um, not rudely. I think you're I had I I now I know. Let's have more chats on the train. Look, yeah, the train train is good. Train is train good. Is we good do have chats. we actually do we have good chats on the train and we do good work do. on the train. We do. Yeah. We do. This but is this is making me I think maybe I need to think about that with Doug. Uh, anyway in life that he's he's somebody that similarly doesn't it doesn't find it very easy having conversations face to face all the time and mm. but he'll never go for a run with me so well you could go for a walk you could go for a walk yeah but I love that a very astute observation from you well it's morning. not entirely it's not entirely mine to be fair because it was I was writing something but um it was off the back of a feature that we've included this issue which is or the next issue anyway which is about run talk groups mm. um, which is exactly how that sounds and they have been created specifically um for mental health so it's nothing to do with pace or anything like that and yeah and they, these are groups that come together I think they're nationwide um, that come together and um, you can chat while you're running, but they also offer a space, I think, mid-run to kind of stop and have a chat and you can talk about stuff if you want to and you don't have to chat if you don't want to. And um, and then at the end, I think there's also a bit where you can then also consider with the rest of the group members how you're feeling and whether that's better than when you started your run. Mm. Um, and there's um, Laura Hilton, um, who writes for us. Um, she's written this because she belongs to a group down in Devon. Um, and she's just found it so incredibly beneficial. And I think, I think, I think it's such a fantastic idea. Yeah, I love that. Such That's brilliant. Idea. Yeah, it's so, so lovely. Um, yeah, it's been a lonely old couple of years, hasn't it? Um, yeah, I think that's a really nice, a really nice thing, and reminds you, like you were saying earlier, about the 
about I don't know it gets you back to your roots of remembering why why running is nice it's not mm. just about going fast or getting a pb or training for for a goal yeah just running to be able to have a nice social time see something nice get out of the house have an activity in your day are all to be honest they're my primary reasons at the moment yeah that's exactly it. and and mm. like and that's why and, and I, I forgot who it was that we had on many, many episodes ago where we had someone on who very wisely said, well, you you need to look forward to your long run because that's essentially is your easiest mm. run, you know. Um, and, and it's true. That is the run that I look forward to the most because I plug myself into my audiobook and I go at a very, very comfortable pace. And actually after yeah. that, so after that 10 mile one, which was which was shite, but turns out I was doing tempo. Um, I did the following week I did 12 and then last weekend I did 13 and the 12 was fabulous. Mm -hmm. But, but then if you think about that timing, so that's a week after the 10 mile. So the 10 mile one was just before my period. The 12 was just at the tail end of it and it was fine. It was great. And then I did 13, which where, (laughs) and I found that very peculiar one because I had like, a, uh, I think the first four or five miles of it were really, really painful. And then after a really long time, I kind of hit my stride and it was fine. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that is um, my, I'd sorted out, I feel like I've sorted out my nutrition these days, mm-hmm. um, but it was, it was a sunny day. So I was slightly over hot. Yeah. When was that? Just, with, um, just this weekend. The weekend gone. that's just gone. It was, it was yeah. stonking this weekend. It was. I got it? a bit sunburn on my forehead, so that didn't help mm. things. Um, forget, forgot my factor 50. Um, but yeah, I, I think because I've, I've kind of sorted out, I know, I know the kind of gels and, and things that I like to have. Um, and that I think in itself, I think it was having that gel at like mile four, um, is the thing that tipped me into having a much more comfortable run subsequently. Yeah. Um, and that was a, and it, well, I have to give it a shout out. That was precision hydration. I bloody love it. I bloody love it. I have you these, um, I really love it. I mean, I, I have their drinks and normally I use um, CIS gels, SIS gels, which I really, really also love. Um, and it just so happened that I had like a big pouch. It was a 90 gram pouch of precision hydration gel. So that's about three lots. Um, and normally mm-hmm. when I'm doing about a half marathon distance, I have three gels. So I thought, well, I'll take this one packet out because that'd be quite useful. And I mean, it, this probably sounds weird, but the thing that I like about it is there's kind of no taste. It's yeah. a sort of it's a really neutral. No, I get. Sort of sweet I, I don't taste. think I. I don't think I want. I want flavors mm. massively. If there's any chance that it might make me feel slightly ill, yeah. as neutral as possible is is good. I think. Yeah. Well, this this one because I do like <clears throat> I like the um I, I keep calling them cis, but I think it is SIS. I really like the SIS cis white I know. straight man yeah, of <laughs> nutrition. <laughs> yeah, I know it's too dreadful, isn't it? Um, so the cis gel, the SIS gels, I like. I usually just like the plain orange ones. They're really nice. But these precision hydration ones, yeah, it's a neutral taste, and um, I don't know, it just sort of just works, and it doesn't doesn't make me get the shits so mm-hmm. this is a big always a bonus. thumbs up always a big yeah. thumbs up anyway so i've been loving that um so yeah so my running has been all right i printed out my training plan after we spoke to anna mm-hmm. um and um and it's really really scary 
Um, but I have, you know how she said um, that beginners doesn't mean first ever. It, it yes, has a, it's a which big, big has bracket. revolutionized my life since. Likewise me, likewise me, because I kept on looking at improvers and mm-hmm. I've, <clears throat> my training plan, I've, I've printed it out and I've adapted it. So it's halfway between the two sort of. Um, and it's also trying to take into account the fact that I'm away quite a lot over August, which is where I should be doing my massive long runs. Okay. So it's trying to figure out how and when. So there are, I'm kind of, I've shifted it so that some of my dip down weeks are kind of in that space. So I'm kind of right now, I think I should have been doing seven or eight at the weekend, but because I've been continuously maintaining my 12, 13 mile thing, I just thought I'll just carry on doing that for a bit. Um, and hopefully, yeah. hopefully that will see me right. I don't know. I hope it so. Will. Of course, it will. You're going to absolutely s- smash it. I know. Oh, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I'm so frightened of injury, and I'm so frightened. Of, you know, like when you finish a long run, and you're just like, I couldn't run another step. In it, yeah. it just your kind of confidence just falls out of your ass, doesn't yeah. it? I think when you do. Oh a long my run. god, a hundred percent. But you know, every time that that's not the case with the oh. with the couldn't run another step thing like it always feels that way but you know you always you always can you can always do a little bit longer well i tell you what though Hol, we really need to talk about your training plan i know mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so i worked out that it's about 16 weeks now to the bath half Okay, and the ones um, I've been looking at are about a twelvers. Fine, yeah, fine. So, got, however, however, mm. that does mean you should think about your base, doesn't it? I know, I know. Uh, Currently, my base is literally like. Well, I don't know. Saying that, I'm really doing myself down because I, my base when I started training for a half marathon the first ever time, mm. I remember so desperately agonizingly trying to get up to 5k yeah like I just couldn't I was doing a mile maybe two and I was just I could not push myself up to that if that felt like such a long way to run yeah and before I knew it it was when I hit that it was when I hit the 5k that suddenly I had that confidence that I was like I can do it and then it adding a mile on top of that 5k every time was fine yeah um so I, I need to remind myself that I can run 5K now. And so that is a better base than I had really when I first started mm-hmm. ever running. Yeah. I'm just, um, it, always, it just always feels frustrating, doesn't it? When it's like, oh, I can, I could at one point in my life run 12 miles and it'd be absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Why have I let myself get to a point where that feels like an insurmountable thing again? But I have, and it is what it is, and I just need to, I think, yeah, I think a big part of it is confidence, isn't it? Yeah, oh God, yeah, massive. Yeah. Do you know, I've written all my notes for like today's show, one of the one of the notes there is confidence. Confidence. <laughs> but also underneath there is commitment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm, I'm actually looking at you now. I know, yeah. you know I struggle with a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> why am I, I I'm I'm usually a commitment file like I love commitment yeah, she does yeah but I, with running oh I'm not always yeah. very good I like to I like to feel my way a bit and so if I'm not but you, you all know by now that Esther is 
slightly too hard on herself and I am very much too soft on myself. So <laughs> I will try and have a little bit more discipline with it. What really helps me is having a training plan printed out and yes. ha- yeah, like I used to do that in school with revision or whatever. You can yeah. take off your little AM biology or whatever. Oh, it's, it's amazing. I've even used highlighters on mine. Have you? Yeah, I love oh, it. Oh yeah, and I saw I've... a picture of yours on your Instagram actually. I, yeah. <laughs> and I noticed, I was going to ask you about this, that you had, yes. had crossed out some of the things that like, was that following the chat that we had with, um, who was that conversation we had with? Anna? No, I think it was just before Anna. What, what was her name? The amazing... Um, oh, Josephine Perry. Josephine yeah. Perry. Oh, oh, my goodness. Was it following that conversation with her? I can't remember. What have I crossed out? Well, you'd crossed out some of the things in the middle of the week so that you weren't doing something every day. And ah. it was Anna. Anna. Anna told you off for that too, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think she did, didn't she? Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I definitely mixed it up because to, to begin with, that training plan... Um, I think was asking me to do six runs a week and mm-hmm. um, I am now my training my marathon training plan I I, re- I I have been doing there's been a few weeks where I have been doing five runs a week and that's fine it just makes the final run because that, that that usually means three runs on the trot for me and it usually makes that third run really quite uncomfortable um, and my Garmin tends to shout at me saying, rest, rest, rest. And I'm like, no, 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 off I go, off I go. Um, and I have switched that middle run on a Thursday to a spin class where I can. Um, but yeah. you know what Thursdays are like for us. Thursdays are tricky. Yeah, There's lots Thursdays of meetings are a bit stuff. bonkers. Yeah. yeah. I running haven't been is, to spin for ages because of that. It's just, it's really, really hard, isn't it? And I yeah. think um, running is just, I mean, as we all know, running is so much easier than than practically any other form of fitness because I can leave the house at half past six and it doesn't impact my family doesn't impact my working day or anything like that mm-hmm. um whereas a spin class that's set in stone at half past 12 on a Thursday does have an impact and I yeah. have to get there and I have to do it and then I have to come back again and yeah we've got that meeting we usually have a meeting at two o'clock on a Thursday and and I and it's a whole team meeting so I hate sitting there even on zoom um, looking like a massive sweaty Betty, and um, yeah, it's a whole know. it's a whole company vibe, isn't it? And ew, it's ew. definitely turned up with red cheeks and little wispy baby hairs. Yeah, and you kind of you, you want to look really professional, and and that doesn't you know. But anyway, so um, yeah, so the idea is, is is four runs a week, and then to support that with boot camps and yoga where I can, and spin where I yeah. can. Um, and so far, and do you know, do you know the thing that I think has been revolutionary for me, actually, which I, I've talked about before, but I think, oh God, I really don't want to mention the word injury. I'm not going to, well, I've mentioned it, but I'm, let's not allude to it. Should we have a, should we have a code word for it? Oh, uh, um, like gin, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you don't want to get any, you don't want a gin and tonic. You don't. You I really don't, I, don't want a gin I and tonic. really don't want a gin and tonic. And I've always thought in the past that I've been quite prone to gin and tonic. To a, to a bit of a yeah. gin and tonic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this year in January, I did that red January thing, you know, where you, yeah. and it, that's, although that started off as being running every day, what that's turned into, because I had that lovely conversation with Hannah Beecham, is um, it's just movement every day. It's mm-hmm. kind of doing something every day. And so I had 
I had a lovely form that I had on my fridge with a chart that I could sort of tick off every day that I did something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that worked for me. It worked brilliantly for me. And I, I absolutely loved it. I loved having the chart. I loved oh, ticking yeah. off. Anything that I can give myself gold stars. Oh, it was I'm, amazing. I'm good. It worked. Totally. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was great. And um, I remember her at the time saying, actually, we've got like a, an annual one. If you wanted to, you could print one out for like the entire year. Anyway, so this, the training plan that I have now um, it, it is yet another chart, obviously, that mm-hmm. I can tick things off for. But I think that the build up, the slow build up in my fitness because of that January um, has meant that for the first half of this year, I have been without gin and tonics. I know. Good to hear. Which is a huge surprise considering it's me and I'm essentially Mm papier-mâché and and very, very breaky. Um, so I essentially juniper berries. And... Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I've always thought, you know, and like, oh, I had a tiny gin and tonic glass summer. Um, <laughs> but the year before, during lockdown, yeah, I had four significant gin and tonics in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, I've been okay. And yeah, I think that's because I've built up strength I and really think that too probably bone health because yeah. of impact and stuff like that. so I think that's bearing in mind how old I am mm. um, like we were talking about with with um Josephine in the episode that we had a couple, couple of weeks ago yeah um I think we do associate exercise as women often with losing weight and mm-hmm. so we do lots of cardio stuff and maybe we don't necessarily know or understand how to give our bodies a well-rounded exercise yeah. and I a hundred percent think that you do that brilliantly now you do all I sorts think... of strength stuff flexibility stuff lots of stuff that's really good for your for your body yeah. that means that when you take it out for a for a spin <laughs> then you, yeah. you you're yeah you're not going to be nearly so gin and tonic prone quite and I think one significant addition to my repertoire has been the yoga mm-hmm. um, in terms of strength and flexibility and stuff like that so yeah and that's only once a week but um it's it feels like a hardcore session like when I go there I'm like oh nice relaxation you know bring on the shavasana all that kind of stuff and yeah, actually my favorite yoga position it's an amazing yoga position. <laughs> but it's always the bit where you're like in a downward dog and she'll say, now, float your leg up. And you think, oh, that's oh, not floating. Oh, God, that's no. So hurt. It's so yeah. hurt having to float my frigging leg up. But um, <laughs> What's your worst yoga? What one sparks fear in your soul? When... Um, I, I've got a bit better at bal- any kind of balance. So that's fine. Mm. But I think, I think it is that. That's the bit that I hate because I know something awful is going to happen. I know that when you're floating your right leg up and then you're going to be touching your knee to your nose, except I can't do that. And then you're going to be warrior one or two or whatever the difference. I can't remember the difference. Um, But anything where I have to hold my arms above my head for any significant time, I find it incredibly painful. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Um, So that, I don't like that. Um, 
Oh, there's there's loads. There's loads. I don't there's like. There's loads. Me too. I think the boat, only one... boat pose is the one that boat. sparked fear in my soul. Oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the, uh, one. There's one that I really like doing, which is occasionally she gets us to sort of sit in lotus position and then bend forward, and that's basically the only <sighs> position in which I display any flexibility because I have. Mm. I have hypermobile hips, but only in one direction. It's completely useless. Oh, is your direction outwards? Yeah, so like when yeah. sitting sitting and cross-legged or a lotus position, you're really, really flexible. I'm, I'm, I'm not same? trying to jump on your bandwagon, but I'm the same. <gasps> Honestly, I have no flexibility at all, but no. I could probably, if I practiced for a few weeks, do the splits widthways. Never in a million years the other way. See, no, I couldn't do that. I remember someone in yoga many years ago turning around to me and say, uh, uh, as I was in my very, very flat lotus position and saying, oh, wow, can you do the splits? And I was like, no, this is no use whatsoever. I can only do this. I have no other flexibility. Yeah, I reckon though pigeon, quite good for pigeon. You can do a bit of it's, a... It's quite good for pigeon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite good. And and I do notice that generally speaking, like for instance, if I'm lying in bed, I tend to, and this can sound very peculiar to try and describe it, but if you were sitting cross-legged and then just lay down without moving your legs, I I, I use that position quite a lot. So it looks a bit weird. Cross-legged? Um, cross-legged, but lying backwards. I know exactly what you mean, and I'm really <laughs> partial to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which does, it's the only thing ever in my whole life where I sometimes will have a little side glance at other people in yoga or yeah, in boot camp oh. and just think oh dear look at you with Sorry, your knees Han. up in the air yeah luck next time <laughs> <laughs> but of course all of those people are like you know doing headstands and yeah you know all that kind of stuff and not people not who struggling. do headstands really are the <gasps> yeah. Just, yeah I remember going to it so talking about beginners, intermediates, advanced, all of that stuff. Hmm. I was going to a yoga class for ages that was a beginner's class. Hmm. Um, and I'd maybe gone for a year or two and I decided it was time to go. This was back in my, I had a big yoga phase, didn't I? I don't do it nearly so much anymore, but I did have a big yoga phase a couple of years ago. And yeah. um, I decided it was time to go to an intermediate and that was one of those terrible, terrible errors. <laughs> well, first of all, I remember the class was like an hour and a half and I was just oh, dying. God, yeah. Then people were getting on their heads and I was like, oh. <laughs> there were also about two or three people who were at the front just doing their own flow. Wankers. <gasps> no. Why come to the class? Sorry oh. if that's offended people, but if you come to oh. the yoga class and you go in the front and you just do your own sort of flow during the thing. <laughs> Home, do it at yeah. home get your mat out put your incense <laughs> on and do it at home not in front of me where I'm gonna feel like shit compared to you yeah. um and then worst thing of all I haven't told you the most annoying part yet no I went for a sip of water I was used to a, a nice woman who did the beginners class who basically did the same it was like a sun salutation every time yeah. Yeah. and she is lovely and does pilates as well and was very gentle a Debbie, if you will. Yeah. Do go back and listen to the previous podcast if you don't get that reference. Um, <laughs> but this guy, first of all, a man, already a bit scared. He yeah. was a man. Mm -hmm. Then he was standing on his head and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, he, at one point, I 
sat down for a second and I reached for my water. Yeah. And he made a shady comment to me and was <gasps> like, oh, I can, see, I can see a few people in here um, looking for their water. I'd just like to let you know that in a, uh, in a yoga class in, I don't know, wherever he'd done his yoga training or whatever in India or something, yeah. you would not be allowed your water for, for hours at a time. And uh, that's part of the practice. And it's all part of, I don't know, he was banging on at me saying that drinking water wasn't part of the practice. What? I know. Which I thought was a load of bollocks. Oh. It probably isn't in terms of old yoga. Maybe you know, it's actual, not. Actual sort of, you know, a proper spiritual yoga. I think there is stuff mm. in there about, about sort of fasting and whatever. But uh. coming to a gym class with a bloke called Mark, I am going to have <laughs> some water, please. <laughs> Don't tell me when I can and cannot have water. I am not a primary school child. I would never have that in my yoga class. In my yoga class, which is the best yoga class in the entire world, she does things like, um, if you are getting into a very, very difficult position, she will say, which I think I've mentioned before, she will say, right, everyone close their eyes so that you're not judging yourself against other people. Oh, I love that. Which is very nice. And another thing is, is sometimes it, cause it's in a hall and so, if it's, if it's particularly cold, she gets us to do particular poses up against radiators and things like that. <gasps> Amazing. <laughs> hot yoga. It's just hot yoga. I know. We have decided <laughs> that it is hot yoga. <laughs> and then right at the end when you're in Shavasana and you put your socks on and sometimes you, if you've brought your own blanket, you wrap yourself up in your blanket and she comes around and squeezes my feet. I love that. I love That's it That's very wholesome. It's amazing. I really like that. I love I it. I love, love it. A, I don't even know whether Mark bothered with a Shavasana, you know. Bloody I, Mark. I know, hated him. But yeah. the other woman who will henceforth be known as Debbie, can't remember yes. her name, she <laughs> was lovely. I love a yoga instructor who turns the lights off <gasps> for a Shavasana. Yes. Yeah, gets there like lovely sort of, you know, oh. rain drum music yeah. or whatever on. Um, and yeah, I, I really enjoy that being a bit of, a bit of the meditation, but I would love yeah. someone to come and squeeze my feet. That but is really only nice. if I put my socks on first, because I don't really like people touching my bare oh, feet. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it is, mm -hmm. it is socks on. It's a definitely a socks okay, on good, situation. Good, 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 good. One thing I do find, because I do find I get myself in a right old emotional state during Shavasana, and I think one of the big reasons behind that is that the music that she plays at that point is music that also accompanied my pregnancy yoga videos from Aww. 10 years ago when I was pregnant with Ted. And so it, it's I a just Pavlovian effect. Oh, hugely, mm -hmm. hugely. I remember sitting in my living room and trying to do a golden thread breath while massively pregnant with Ted and dreaming of this amazing life that was not yet to be <laughs> because it was just going to be fucking awful because I just had a kid. Um, I, I, in my head, I was like, yes, this amazing time. and I'm going to have this incredible birth and it's going to be this. And of course it was, you know, <sighs> slightly painful and a bit ouchy and, yeah. and and then six months of no sleep so but anyway the the idea was there so you know the theory yeah so, um, but, um it's never like on the on the sims i'm really sorry I, we're really banging on today but i was gonna say did you ever play sims or is that a bit weird did i have seen your... it played i've okay. seen it played so i'm aware of its existence i'll br i'll bring it into the office next time oh my uh, god I'll show you my family <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> in that, you can click on the baby. First of all, they're pregnant yeah. for like three days, which is <laughs> ideal. Yeah, um, yeah. Then you can click on the baby once you've had the baby because the, the young babies are dull. There's nothing you can really do with them apart from feed them, change them, put them to sleep. Yeah. Um, so you can age up. You can just r- right click or something on the baby and be like, age him up a few years and then he turns into a toddler immediately in front of your very eyes oh my god i know how good would that be in real life pretty pretty amazing (laughs) (laughs) anyway i didn't complete bollocks today um Uh, i've got a letter do you want to do it yes please okay cool uh though bear with me for two seconds because usually when esther and i record i try and be well I don't know for the last two or three times I try and be organized and have the letter ready to go but because we started talking straight away today because we were overexcited here we go we were got it. do it okay so Who's this from this woman is called Hannah she said ah. I love your podcast and listen to it on my weekly long run it often makes me laugh out loud while I'm running which can draw some strange looks but I don't care <laughs> Yes. I have an I do the same often. Yeah. I have, not with our not with us. Not with ours. No. Not with our own. Don't love <laughs> my own you jokes that much. Who are you listening yeah. to? Like, it sounds exciting. Oh, well, oh, yeah. it's, it's actually just me and Esther. I'm just re-listening to the same conversation <laughs> that we just had. And it's a hoot. Fuck me, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so she said, I have an embarrassing story to share, and hopefully you'll find it as silly as I did at the time. I was training for a 30-mile trail run, and it was my final long run before the event. Two miles in, I came to a narrow road going up onto the trails. At the top of the road, there was a building where a local company makes fertilizer from the cow poo from local farms. (laughs) As I started running up the road, I saw an older couple walking down towards me. At the same time, a large lorry turned into the road, so I had no choice but to move out of the way. Instead of stopping and stepping onto the verge, I saw a low ditch filled with dry mud. Thinking of how incredibly nimble I must look, I (laughs) leapt into the ditch with what I thought was the grace of a gazelle. (laughs) Unfortunately, the ditch was not dry and was instead full of thick brown runoff from the fertilizer warehouse. (laughs) (laughs) I came to mid-thigh level and absolutely (gasps) stank. Mid-thigh? Oh no! I couldn't do anything except laugh hysterically at how ridiculous it was. Judging by the concerned faces of the walking couple, they clearly (laughs) thought I'd gone mad. I was so stuck, I had to be wrenched out of the ditch by the couple, almost losing my shoes. (gasps) (laughs) I carried on the run as I had no idea what to do and couldn't face the idea of going back home and my neighbours seeing me looking like I'd horrifically shat myself. (laughs) I fortunately found a nearby pond to wash my legs in so that I could finish the run. I ended up doing another 16 miles with bits of fertiliser flaking off my trousers. My partner was very confused when I got home. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. That was from Hannah. Oh my God. Mid-thigh and shite. Mid-thigh and shite. Up the (laughs) old fertiliser warehouse ditch without a paddle. That is not nice. I would not be happy. Oh my God, you could almost lose your shoes, couldn't you? She nearly did. <sighs> oh, she wrenched out. Oh, <laughs> poor Hannah. Thank you, though, because that really was utterly hilarious. And I'm glad that she had a sense of humor about it. She yeah, was for I... sure laughing her way through the cow shit. 
I think I think these days, if something like that happened to me, I'd be like, oh, this is good content for the podcast. But I must admit, like <laughs> ah, me too. <laughs> five years previously, I think no, I'm, I'm not sure I'd be able no. to get around that quite so quite so well. Yeah. Um oh no. Oh, oh I God. thoroughly enjoyed that though. I'm That's so good. sorry, Hannah, good. but I thoroughly enjoyed that. Please keep yeah. sending them in. Um, yes. They don't have to be embarrassing. They don't have okay. to be annoyances anymore. No. We just want to hear from you. It's true. We're, oh, we're famous needy. faces at Parkrun. That was what we wanted to hear from. <gasps> oh, yeah. No, nobody has uh, nobody sent in. We've had a few emails since mentioning that, but they've all been more embarrassing stories. Nobody has has come through with a with a famous face at Parkrun. So if you have seen, yes, Hugh Fernley Whittingstall. <laughs> Why him? I don't know. He was the first person I thought of. <laughs> Anthony Worrell Thompson. <laughs> Why are they all cooks? I don't know. Noella Benjamin. Rick Stein. Obviously. Obviously Rick Stein. Oh my God. Who am I thinking of? Ainsley Harriet. Ainsley Harriet. Oh my god, oh, that's national. He's he's a national treasure. If you saw Ainsley Harriet, treasure. then oh my please god. tell us. Yeah, either so, of I, the hairy he... bikers, <laughs> <laughs> or both, or both um, at the same time. I I had um, some copy in this week from Anna McNuff, and it was all about having run one of her very first park runs ever. Um, because she, although she's done Aww. like 2,000 yeah. miles up and what? down the UK, she's never <laughs> actually done a park run. I know, I know. But that means, so she has gone with um, her lovely Jamie and her lovely Storm baby mm. um, and they've done park run with a pram. So that means people would have seen Anna and Anna's famous. Yeah. So Yeah. Cough up. Yeah. <laughs> we want, it doesn't have to be a Tory MP with no. terrible manners. It can be anyone you like no. yeah yeah but in if fact, they have done something we have technically them. haven't we i suppose we did have that woman write in to tell us that she has seen ed Miliband. um oh yeah that was good yeah, yeah, yeah. that was brilliant yeah. so yeah. more of that more where that came from come on yeah and we want we want to know um what their gait is like you know, mm-hmm. you know are they a bit lollopy i mean if they run funny are they spitters are they spitters <laughs> most importantly <laughs> do they thank the marshals what do, do they, they do thank the marshals <laughs> <laughs> Famous people's etiquette at Parkrun. Yeah. <gasps> How exciting. Oh, please, please come through for us. We would That'd love to amazing. hear it. And because in the meantime, ha- we will go to some more park. Well, you are doing much longer than park runs at the moment, but I will go to a couple of park runs to keep my base up. You have to. You have to. Yeah. I, I I've I have seen famous people never at park run. But at like races, so I did like the Vitality 10K, there were lots of... Yeah, you saw quite a lot of famous people then, didn't you? Yeah, because it was a Celebrate You crowd. So there was Bryony Gordon mm. and Helen Thorne from the Scummy Mummies. Um, and who else was there? Um, Sharifa. <laughs> yeah. So there was a kind of a gang, a gang of gals running yeah. around. So yeah, I did that, but that wasn't parkrun. That's different. It wasn't parkrun. Different. Yeah, well, no please let us know. I want to know who the most famous person you've ever met is now, but I'm conscious that we're banging on. The most famous person I've ever met? Yeah. Who's the, who's the most famous person you've ever met? Um, I can't remember the name of the actor, but the bloke who plays Mr. Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Are you sure that's the most famous person you've met? Yeah, an actor that, that you can't remember the name of? I really think it is. I, I, I haven't really met many famous people. It was on the fast craft over to France. <laughs> and my dad went, hello, Michael, or something. And that definitely wasn't his name. <laughs> Are you looking him up? What's yes, his name? I'm looking it up. Who plays Mr. It's Weasley? Not Michael. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the films. Oh, him. Yeah, he's from the fast show. Mark Williams. Fast show on the fast craft. He yeah. was not called Michael then, confirmed. Okay. <laughs> and more, even more embarrassing than I thought. <laughs> okay, right. Oh, well, I have met, I have actually met Floella Benjamin. Nice. So I know, of, right? Of Radio Times podcast. No, that's not Floella Benjamin. Oh, who's not Floella Benjamin? <laughs> oh, Holly, you're too young to know who oh, Floella Benjamin is. I, yeah. thought that, I thought that was who you said was the... No, I said Fee Glover. Oh, Fee um, Glover. That's who from, I'm, yeah. From that Women's Hour. But yeah. uh, no, Floella Benjamin uh, used to do... Um, uh, basically, CBBS for children of the seventies and eighties. So she's a very, very famous children's TV. I think she might even be a dame. I think um, she's also the Chancellor of Exeter University. Oh, is she now? I, I don't know why. It... She's yes. bloody oh amazing. Oh my god, she is. I do know <laughs> who you mean. Yes. And do you know? I read an interview with her quite recently where she said that because um, she is. Uh, remarkably well preserved. I mean, I think she's in her seventies or oh something. Oh my god, she looks seventies. I'm just yeah, looking at a picture of her on Wikipedia sure. now. That's mental. There was an interview with her where she said that basically <laughs> she calls people that love her from her sort of playaway days back in the late seventies, early eighties. Mm-hmm. She calls them her babies. <gasps> so th- these are kind of people that are my age. People that are you're one cus- of her babies. Just being fifty, if you go up to her and go, "Oh, Floella, I used to love you," and all this, and she calls them, yeah, they're they're her babies. Her babies. <laughs> well, I haven't met her, but weirdly enough, I did know that she was the Chancellor of Exeter University. There That's we go. Amazing. That's amazing. But don't, re- don't remember her from, obviously, from CBB's days. But, but yeah, I do. I, I have that. But I think the the person... So I have I have met some famous people, but I'm very bad in front of fame. But yes, I me think, too. I think probably... There, there was that time, for instance, that Vic Reeves was in a club I was in and... <gasps> That was sort of pre-fate, or when he was just on the te- telly, just, just, just. That's really cool. Um, and I loved him so much that what I would do was brush up against him surreptitiously, so that he would turn around and just by being British would say, "Oh, sorry," and then and I'd then run away screaming. Yeah, Vic has just spoken to me. And yeah, anyway. <gasps> hey, that's one that I had too. Maisie what? Williams from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, local to Bath. Yes, she is. I saw her in a club once and I did a very similar thing and I did it. Oh God, God, we're really not good in front of famous people. I just remembered an equally cringe. She went to the loo and I followed her to the loo. What? (laughs) Creepy. (laughs) So that we would be in the loo together because I was like, we'll have to talk then. (gasps) And um, I can't remember what happened, but... She was all, okay, so she was just washing her hands. She hadn't gone in. I was like, we'll go into the cubicles and then we'll come out and we'll wash our hands together. And then mm-hmm. I can go, all right, we're washing our hands. Um, but she was just washing her hands for some reason. She didn't, or maybe I'd missed her. She maybe gone to the loo really quickly. Yeah. But I just walked into the bathroom, so I couldn't, it would be a bit weird if I didn't go to the loo. So I just went up to the sink and then I turned to her and I went, I'm only going to wash my hands. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't believe I forgot about that. That's much. That's more famous than Mr. Weasley. I I I, I can actually end this podcast with um, one of the shittest ones. Okay, go on, go on. Um, and this was a few years back, and it was to do with it was a running thing, running related thing. I was at a function, um, which was being hosted by Claire Balding. Ah. <gasps> I know. That's national right. treasure as well. National Absolute treasure. National treasure. And I'm yeah. I'm a bit in awe of I'm a, I'm in awe of many, many people, but Claire Balding almost especially. Mm-hmm. And the organizer of the function said to me, Would I like to meet Claire Balding afterwards? And that she would she would introduce me. And I was just like, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And so throughout that it was a long kind of award thing. They were kind of giving out all these awards to all the and there were some proper sporting um heroes and legends there. And I was just sat at the back drinking the free booze kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, watching all this. And I just, I had to sit through this three-course dinner and I had to listen to all these speeches and Jessica Ennis was there. And and I, I, was, I just got to a peak <laughs> oh of... Oh my God, you're so cool. I know. And I got so, so wound up by it all. And I was so, so looking forward to seeing her. And just as Pudding came on, I thought to myself, right, it's going to be just after this because she's going to go in a minute. Um, and uh, But I was so incredibly nervous um and I was trying to formulate what to say and how I would say it and I had this whole kind of thing going on so anyway so I nipped to the loo and while I was in the loo I thought to myself right I'm going to say this and I'm going to say that and then I'm going to say this and I kind of rehearsed it in my head and I had a wee and I gave myself a bit of a talking to and obviously went back and she had gone oh dear I never ever met Claire Balding oh that's so sad do you feel a bit sad whenever you see her presenting yeah because we could have been best mates we clearly would have got on you would have got on with Claire Balding I know you would have done I know I would have done I mean I don't don't really like horses very much but I think we could have been we could have overlooked that yeah you know well, maybe I one day, one day you'll run off into the sunset with Claire Balding. Oh, don't be still, my beating heart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tune in for the next episode, and I'm sure I've got loads of more like disappointing. Almost met someone and then didn't. Yeah, go on. I loved this. This was great. I've Tell got shivers as well. Yeah. We don't care anymore if it's about running. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe, that way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our supporters on Patreon. And we're working hard to add more rewards for you very soon. For the price of a coffee, you'll join our gang and be the first to know. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. Happy running. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.